Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Good morning and happy Tuesday. Today is Tuesday when I'm recording this podcast, and I'm not sure when it will actually get posted. We've hit a little bit of a technical snag in the podcasting world, and my technical assistant in the podcast is out hiking for a week, so it'll be a little while before we get that resolved. Anyway, so there's one piece of information. The other thing, this is an announcement I'd like to make if you happen to be watching the replay of this wanted to let you know that I'm offering five keys to finding lasting love without losing yourself in the process this Thursday, which would be March 30th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Now that we're uh, in daylight savings, Arizona doesn't do that. So I'm, I'm basically on the West coast time. So I wanted to let you know that as well while I wait for some people to be able to pop into this live video. And I can see that people are starting to arrive. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. And I wanted, I would love to say that I'm excited to talk about this come this topic, but I'm not excited about it because it actually makes me a little bit sad. However, I think it's super important that we talk about it. And it might be helpful for some people in terms of reframing what goes on inside your head when you think about dating. So what the topic is, is cultural burdens. And, and the question might arise like what is a cultural burden? How do you know if you're carrying one? And what, if anything, can you do to lay that burden down? And that's really what I'm going to talk about today is those three things. So I'm going to go ahead without much further ado and get started. First of all, what is a cultural burden? A cultural burden, that phrase comes from the world of IFS, which is internal family systems. That is a method of therapy. It's a method of coaching and it's a model of the mind. It was initiated by Dick Schwartz, who um, is the CEO of the IFS Institute. I am an IFS informed coach. And oh, another little announcement as I start my level one training next month, I'm super excited about it. So by August, I will be a level one practitioner and will be able to offer an expanded range of services as a coach. But they have this concept in IFS, uh, called burdens in general. And everybody carries burdens. Every person on this planet carries burdens. And burdens are usually carried by exhaled parts. So these are parts of our personality structure that have endured a loss or like a small T trauma or sometimes even a large T trauma. So sometimes even a big thing that everyone would recognize as a trauma, sometimes a small T trauma, like I didn't get the big wheel I wanted for whatever reason. And I didn't get Lego. So like this is, I'm looking at my, my Hogwarts Lego castle, which is in my office, like right across from my desk. And I didn't get Legos when I was a kid because those were for boys, according to my mom. The problem is I also could not have an easy bake oven, partly because those were for girls. So that, that is like the beginning of what I want to talk about related to cultural burdens. 
So some of our parts are carrying burdens or woundedness related to things in our culture, things that we experience on the basis of who we are in our culture and how we show up. So gendered cultural burdens, racial cultural burdens, those are cultural burdens that people are carrying. If you are left-handed and you happen to grow up in a world where people were tried, you know, you were forced converted. If you're LGBTQ, if you identify as queer, identify as transgender or genderqueer, you are carrying some cultural burdens related to how our society teaches us to behave and teaches us what is expected from us and for us on the basis of these factors. Socioeconomic burdens. So there are all kinds of cultural burdens. They come in a variety of flavors. And as I'm describing these, it should be no surprise at all that, of course, you're carrying cultural burdens into your dating life. These are cultural burdens related to your sexual identity, your gender identity, your sexual preference or lack thereof. These are huge. These also come in the form of basically socioeconomic burdens as well, because we get socialized a little bit differently based on where we are, where we start, what social class did we grow up in, what were the expectations. So these all have like different nuanced flavors, different nuanced weights. Um, someone who studies this academically would recognize this as intersectionality. So that if I am a queer woman who grew up in a blue collar world, I have different expectations that I'm dealing with than if I were a straight male growing up in an affluent world. So these are slightly different burdens. And I see these burdens showing up in a variety of ways in my coaching professionally. These show up in how we expect ourselves to portray ourselves in a in a social setting like our work or professional life, but they play a huge role in our dating and relationship worlds as well. And how they really come up in dating and how they come up in whether people are willing to date or what people expect from dating. I, since I coach primarily women in the world of dating and I offer my dating, my 12 week mindful dating package is for women exclusively. I work with how these cultural burdens show up for women and what shows up for women related to these cultural burdens. And we have like numerous of them. So um, I can list some of them and you may have some different ones. And I am sometimes not able to see comments. If you're able to comment, please go ahead and do that. Even if I can't interact with you right now, because when I, I'm also streaming live onto YouTube and to um, LinkedIn and Facebook. So when I'm live on all those places simultaneously, I can't receive comments. So if you have them, please go ahead and leave them. I will come back and interact with you after I'm done recording this. So what these can sound like and how I know that I'm dealing with cultural burdens are the fact that so many people feel comfortable in same-sex relationships or same-sex friendships. But then when it comes to opposite sex relationships, they feel like there is something they need to hide about themselves. They feel that they don't want to be too much and they don't want to be too little. They don't want to be overweight. They want to be sexy and curvy enough. As one example, they don't want to be too loud. They don't want to be too forthcoming, but they want to be attractive and enticing in just the right way to not threaten people and just the right way to let people know that they're interested. 
Um, if you're in the queer community, you can also carry a lot of cultural burdens around being queer. It can be hard for some people to even be out, to be affectionate in public, to really think, yes, I want to get married because some of us grew up in an era where gay marriage just wasn't even an issue. This wasn't an option that I had actively in my mind when I was 18 or 19 and first realized I was bisexual or queer. It, gay marriage wasn't a thing. We weren't talking about it. We weren't having like gay people weren't doing I mean, in, in vitro wasn't even a thing. In vitro was just getting started. Then the idea of having a family as a queer person wasn't a thing. So you may carry burdens related to that. You may carry burdens related to your weight, related to your looks, related to how you dress, how you do your hair, whether you wear lots of makeup, whether you don't. These are all burdens that start to impact us when we're opening our hearts to love because we believe we've gotten so many messages that we are wrong, that we are unlovable if we don't fit a specific box or mold, that we begin to believe this. And these are burdens that we carry. And then we carry a whole bunch of other burdens. So these are like traditional burdens, right? That you may have carried through um, if you grew up in the 50s, 60s, 70s. But we carry new burdens also. And these are burdens in relationship to like the feminist movement, which I by and large think is great. Women are people too. Women should have all the options that men have. We should never face discrimination on the basis of our sex or gender. I believe in full rights for queer people. I believe that people have the right to express themselves in terms of their gender identity. I believe people have the right to choose consenting partnerships with people of any gender. I think that is just a fundamental human right. However, we can also feel imprisoned by those rights in the sense that you might feel forced to take on that, to take on that role. So I hear a lot of women saying, I don't need a man. And I hear this mostly from women. I don't really hear this from gay men. Gay men, I hear, I'm happy to have a man uh, for like a night or two. But I don't hear like women out there saying, I don't need a woman. I don't need a partner if they're queer. I hear a lot of this from straight women or from women who are predominantly straight or predominantly identify as heterosexual. And the implication is that if you're a woman and you think relationships are important and you really want to grow within the context of an interpersonal relationship, then it makes you needy and dependent. And that your choices are this false dichotomy between either fully living your values of Believing that relationships are important, believing partnership is important, believing that intimacy and connection are, are important, that you want that committed partnership for your life, either you have to own all that and then say that you're somehow less than, you're weak, you're inferior, you're needy, or you reject being weak, inferior, needy, and less than and say you don't need a partnership. And the reality is, People tend to generally do better when they're in loving, healthy partnerships. They're healthier. Their immune system functions better. They get sick less often. They report greater life satisfaction and they tend to live longer. They recover from major operations better, including for cancer and for heart disease. They're less likely to have heart attacks to begin with. So there are numerous benefits of being in relationship. People benefit from close relationships. But if you're carrying this cultural burden that being in them automatically means you're weak and needy and inadequate, 
then a couple of things come up. And since I work with women, I see these most often in women, but they come up for men too. So if you happen to be male and you happen to be listening this far into this video or this far into this podcast, what I want to suggest to you is that you also are carrying some cultural burdens as well. You think you have to be the strong one. It's hard for you to be with a strong, independent woman because it threatens your sense that a woman must need you, that if a woman doesn't need you, she could leave you, as if like just being committed to your welfare isn't enough of a reason for a woman to stay with you. You could also have this cultural burden that you're afraid also of admitting that you want a partner because it's going to make you look weak. Because we associate someone who values partnership as someone who is less than weak, needy, independent, or partial. That is now affecting men and women in our culture. And I mean, it's nonsense. We all do better in close relationships. We all do. Humans are social animals. Of course, we need other people. And we really can't have solid, huge commitments to partnering with very many people because there are just too many moving pieces. That's why children eventually grow up and leave home because all five or six of you in a family or all three or four of you in a family can't stay solidly committed forever to being partners and moving with each other and finding jobs in the same place and finding life satisfaction in the same geographic location. So if you want to partner because you might move because you think you want to enhance your life, you want all the social and physical benefits that come with having a long-term partner like greater life satisfaction, better health, better immune function, less likelihood of cancer, greater likelihood of surviving a major operation. If you want all of that with a partner, it doesn't mean that you are an inadequate or incomplete person. It just means you're a full human being who recognizes that relationships are important. It's all about relationships, 100%. And I can sort of digress for half a second because I studied sustainability. I have a master's in sustainability. I value very much sustainability. I'm also... Um, very much have a, an academic history in the study of religion, will say that our problems as a society are fundamentally relational in nature. We are in bad relationship. We're in bad relationships with ourselves. We're in bad relationships with other people. And we're in bad relationships with the planet. And that is going to sort of bring us around to how do you deal with these cultural burdens? And I want to say first and foremost, to recognize this is a cultural burden. This is not just generating from your head, and this is not a fact. It's a cultural burden, meaning it is a woundedness that you bear because of living in a particular cultural circumstance. And I'm really speaking to a specific cultural circumstance of being in the U.S., being female at a certain age, maybe between 30 and 60, and at a certain time, which is in the early 21st century. So I'm talking about these specific cultural burdens. When you realize you have them, one of the key things that you're going to want to do is develop a better relationship with self-energy and bring self-energy to those parts. And here's the thing, that is the only way that those burdens can be set down. And it's important that we set them down because we are struggling socially. We are struggling as a species on our planet due to poor relationships and cultural burdens. And as we start to bring healing to them, we repair the relationship within ourselves. We open the way for healing in relationships with other people and healing with planet. 
because really we're all in relationship all the time. To be at all is to be in relationship. You cannot exist and not be in relationship. Right now I'm in relationship with my chair, with the literal planet, with the sky. I'm in relationship with everything. And I'm in relationship with you in a synchronous form as you're watching this or in an asynchronous form when you're watching the replay or listening to the podcast. To be at all is to be in relationship. And when we bring self-energy, when we improve, increase our ability to access self-energy and to get self-energy to relate to, to connect with those struggling parts that are carrying cultural burdens, we can do a few things. One is we can let those parts know that self is there. Self has this. Self can handle any of the negative consequences. Secondly, we can heal the collective as far as our piece of it that we're holding on to, and we can let that burden go. So when we let those exiled parts who are carrying this woundedness know that we're there, we're going to handle this woundedness, we're going to handle the consequences, we're going to be bold, we're going to acknowledge that we really want a partner, that we can have everything in the world, but if we don't have someone to share it with, it doesn't feel like we have a thing at all. We can be bold in that claim, bold in that realization and bring self-energy to that part, let it know we've got it, and that part can then release that burden. And that is us doing our part for the planet, for the collective whole. And that is what you can do about it, is improve your access to self-energy and bring self-energy to that struggling part. So... This is really what I'm talking about when I'm talking about cultural burdens. I'm talking about the burdens that we carry based on our cultural location, our social and emotional location. Specifically, I mostly work with women, but men deal with similar things, which are gendered expectations. I deal with this a little bit more with straight people than I do with queer people, but queer people also have different sets of fears and worries that are cultural burdens. Like there would be no reason to be afraid about rejection for being gay if it didn't happen so much in our society. So there's that. Um, and then how you know is you might resonate with some of this and you might even be thinking of additional burdens that you're carrying, additional thoughts that you kind of believe or fears that you possess anxieties, worries, sadnesses. And if you are willing to share those, I would love for you to drop me a DM or just drop a comment in there if you're willing to be public about it, to talk about those burdens that you carry. And then this is how you let it go, is you bring self-energy to those struggling parts, those parts that bear the burden, that make it those parts that make us afraid to have close connections because we think we're supposed to fit in a box because they believe we're not lovable if we don't fit in a box or yeah, I mean, that's it. We, they believe we're not lovable unless we are straight, white, wealthy men who have um, amazing physiques. And, you know, if we don't all look like some, I don't know, name your movie star, then none of us, you know, have that worth. And there's a little bit of that woundedness that everybody is carrying a little bit right now, fears that we're not lovable. And when we can bring self-energy to it, we can heal our portion of the collective whole. And all you can ever do is your part. And as we each do our own healing work, we pave the way to healing. We make it a wider, deeper path to follow for other people who follow in our footsteps. 
So that's what I have today. Just a reminder, um, I do have a free online training, How to Find Lasting Love Without Losing Yourself in the Process. I hope you'll join me. That will be Thursday, March 30th at 6 p.m. I hope to see you all there. Everyone take care. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.